Welcome to the Team EF Coaching Performance Podcast, where we take information from the highest level of sport and make it accessible for all cyclists. I'm your host, Zach Morris, and in this episode, I'm sitting down with yet another very special guest, Mr. Michael Valgren. Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. We're, uh, we're really excited to, to have you on the show for a bunch of reasons. Obviously, you're an amazing bike rider, but you're an amazing bike rider What is with what is... Uh, a really interesting story at the moment. So you've, uh, it's no secret, you've gone through uh, a pretty big crash last season. Yeah. And um, I, I really wanted to kind of hear your perspective on, you know, how you ended the season prior. You and I did a, a podcast or an interview or something like that previously, and it was an amazing season for you. You ended up, ended the season winning those two big Italian races, and it's like, Michael Valgren is back and on top and maybe coming better than we've ever seen him before. So lead us, lead us into kind of like the end of that season and then into the crash and, and what you were kind of up to and, and how things were going for you, if you, if you would. Yeah. Um, yeah. So obviously I had a good season in 2021, the end of it, like uh, with those races in Italy and third in the world champs. So I was coming into 2020 with like a lot of confidence, like I'll start out strong, I'll be back at the top where I where I feel think I belong. Um, the things didn't start out like like I wanted. Uh, it was uh, again a hard start, and I'm always like a kind of a slow starter, you know. I always get has to get some races into the legs before I really start to to ramp up things. Um, so yeah, then just to take it a, a notch back before the racing you know I was supposed to normally do the tour uh, but after the spring campaign I uh, did a race in Norway got corona changed of race program I was like oh shit I, uh, am I gonna be ready to do to, to do the tour you know so that's why we we changed the program for me to do this race uh, route uh, Occitani I think it's called mm-hmm. and um, I knew I was in good shape actually because I did some Good numbers in training after my corona and uh, I was even speaking to Charlie I said Charlie do we need to do this race because I, I feel better with this training and they were like no no you need to go and see where you're at and uh, make a result and uh, yeah and, okay cool so I went there in, in good shape I was on second on stage two so that like showed uh, some good legs like a small uphill finish like a few kilometers uh, and I just there. Uh, Almost, almost got it. Uh, was passed by the last twenty meters or something. Um, so I knew I had good legs. I felt like kind of comfortable that I had a spot for the tour. Then the last day uh, in the race, I was like talking to TJ. He's like, "Oh, Michael, could be nice to see you in the breakaway." I was like, "Yeah, sure. Um, I'll try. Try to go in the breakaway." The breakaway didn't go in the beginning, and then four guys went, and we actually bent in it. But TJ didn't really know when. They go, oh, Michael. You need, to, you need to be there. You need to be there. And then I kind of attacked just before the last minute, before the peloton said, like, okay, no more riders. It was like an attack, and we started like up in sixteen hundred meters to basically go down to basically sea level. First thirty k were basically downhill. So four guys breakaway was not my kind of thing, but the team would like me to be in the breakaway. So of course, yeah, I was going for it, and then felt fine, you know, first corner. Going downhill, flying, phew, next one, phew, third one. I was looking at the, wa- the Wahoo. Oh, this corner ain't too bad. And I came there, it's like, oh, shit. This place sharper than it looks on the on the Wahoo, you know? And at that moment, I just knew, okay, I'm going to crash. I like, in- instantly knew. 
uh, and even though it goes so fast, it goes so slow as well. Right. I was even thinking, I have two options. I either brake and turn, and then I will slide into the barrier and crash, or I just go straight and hopefully I can brake as much as possible so I stop before the barrier. Of course, you, you choose the second one, no? Because you don't want to crash uh, um, for sure. Yeah, there's a chance you can save it. Yeah, and that's what I thought was the second option. Uh, looking back, I should have gone with the first one, but because I... I didn't break enough. Well, I, I couldn't break enough. I had too much speed, carrying too much speed around the corner, and I just basically went into the to the road furniture or the the road barrier. Um, was it a metal grate? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was doing, I went straight into it, and then fell down a cliff, and uh, yeah, probably fell down eight to ten meters. Holy I reckon. Yeah. Crap. So it was, uh, and I, I I landed like you know, in a tree and like on the on the rocks and I feel immediately okay something is is, is really bad. Were you here. conscious the whole time or were you? Yeah, I re- remember everything. Uh, basically, I remember you know we have a video I could like show. I was like holding myself like two rocks on the on the mountain like just like like this you know. Um, yeah, to make the story a bit longer. Luckily, a guy who was chasing me going the breakaway. Um, because if he weren't chasing me, I think no one would have seen me going over the over he, the road. He saw you. He he was the only guy who saw me, so he he saved it. Uh, he was a bit behind me, but he say he saw me going down. So he was basically saying to the peloton, "There's a guy down here," because uh, I was like in between the bunch and the breakaway, you know. And then this guy was luckily behind me. What's crazy about that is, back in the car, TJ had no notification of that. Yeah, he got out of the car because he saw your water bottle on the road. Yeah, yeah, it's, I think. Uh, I was quite lucky because uh, a guy came down to me pretty quick. When he came down, I was like out of uh, power, basically, to keep myself upright. Okay. And I was starting to slide down, you know, but he yeah. could basically hold my body upright. Um, they, they were pretty efficient. They and came there was a cliff below you. So you're hanging on with both hands and there's a further drop below? No, it was just like a you know, steady drop. But you're going to roll down this mountain? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think holy I didn't, crap! I didn't notice, like you know, to my right. So let's say if I would, if I crashed or I crashed here, if I would have turned like let's say fifty meters more to the right and crashed here, the ditch would have been like a thirty to fifty meters drop. Oh my goodness! But I, I, I didn't notice that. Uh, so I'm pretty happy I didn't see. So I, like you know, all in all, I knew something was wrong, but. When I look back, I can be happy that I didn't hit my head or my spine or I you know, didn't get paralyzed or anything. I, I only broke my pelvis and, and my knee. Uh, so I think I, I, I can be really, really lucky. You are lucky to be alive. Yeah, yeah. That is that is very, yeah. very fortunate. Yeah, so that's also the way I see it. And they were, the guys, they came pretty quick to help me. They like um, got a, a rope down, tie a rope around my chest, and they basically just like... Uh, were pulling me up like a little puppet, you know, uh, wow. just dangling in in the air. Yeah, that was uh, that was a bit crazy. Uh, but I remember, yeah, I remember everything. I remember the three the long three hour drive in the ambulance to the hospital. Oh, that must have been brutal. Did you get any painkillers in there? Yeah, I got morphine, uh, the maximum I could get. But I don't know, like uh, I was still in a lot of pain. And I was spoke, speaking to my doctor about it, but he's like, Michael, you had a lot of morphine. Like you could, you, you can't get more. This can knock out elephants normally. And I was like, give me more. <laughs> and uh, he said, actually, later on, they have found this other study in Norway that it's not many percent, but some of the per- percent of the Norwegian people are actually immune to morphine. 
Really? Yeah, and I think I might be one of them, <laughs> even though I'm not Norwegian. <laughs> but you know, maybe because I had morphine after the surgery as well, and sometimes a, a paracetamol would be way more beneficial for me. Okay. So yeah, morphine, you can go home. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So where did things go from there? You're in the hospital. You had, did you have surgery? Yeah, I did. So I spent the first three days in Carcassonne Hospital, where I basically just stayed because they didn't have room for me in Nice. I was going to Nice to see a, a hip surgeon specialist. Mm -hmm. So I stayed three nights in Carcassonne, got transferred to Nice, waited three more days to get my hip uh, surgery. Then I waited another four days to get my knee done. Then I think another four days in hospital or something like that. I think I spent almost two weeks in hospital before, okay. I, before I came home. And then home was back to Monaco? Yeah, or? back to Monaco. I've been in Monaco ever since. Um, so back in Monaco, that's a really good uh, um, physio who mm -hmm. worked with uh, all the best uh, cyclists who have had problems, uh, all the best tennis players. Uh, he's a really good guy. Um, awesome. So I worked really intense with him. I basically, he came to see me the first day I was home from hospital. and okay. said, I come to the clinic uh, Monday and we'll start with you, work with you. And I've been there every monday to friday for the last five months yeah so so what have those last five months looked like for you from a maybe from a like a, a mental perspective how did you see things in the beginning and and how has that that changed yeah now? it's it's it changed a lot actually during those five months because in the beginning the physio and was like yeah mike you, you'll be fine yes you'll, you'll come back stronger blah 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 so that's what I had in my mind. And he would even tell me like days where he think I could be back on the bike. Um, then I had, of course, a few ups and downs, which is normal. Um, and then I didn't get back on the bike that day he basically said because of my, my knee. My knee has been not so great during this, uh, this, this rehab, unfortunately. But that's really hard, you know, when you have a, a date and you're a cyclist, you are, you're a racer, you're, you basically want to beat that day, right? You want to mm -hmm. come back before. And I didn't. And I was like, no way, I was, I was no, no way near to go back on the bike. Um, so it was quite frustrating. Um, but I just kept working hard. Uh, I just kept following what the, all the experts were saying. You know, I was in contact with the team, uh, the team doctors, the team physios, and Went to see some different specialists in London and had some talks with some guy in Belgium. You know, I, I've been I've been all around uh, to get just the best uh, advices. You know, and the thing is, like with my knee, luckily uh, the surgeon was the surgeon. The surgery went well, and the knee just takes time. For some, it takes not so long like mine, but mine has just been. What is the injury on your knee right now? I tore, or how do you say, like in my ACL. Mm. something called an MCL and my meniscus, they were all, uh, yeah, wow. bro broken. So they Full fixed spectrum. Yeah. They, they fixed everything, you know? And, um, so, so I can be really happy with my, both my surgeries, especially the hip guy. He, he did an, an amazing job because that's basically what we thought would be the worst, like in terms of rehab, in terms of coming back. But my, my hip has been doing really great. So I can really be happy with that. And the knee will, eventually get get a right i'm pretty sure of um but yeah like in the beginning with rehab you know it's it's i was spending five to six hours a day at the at this uh at the medical center doing a lot of I guess, especially like a lot of passive machines uh i was going to um hyperbaric chamber i was doing 
game ready, compacts, uh, yeah, you name it. Uh, I was doing blood flow restriction stuff, uh, and then just like normal physio stuff and mobilization. So it's hard work. It was hard work, and it, it is hard work. Like it's uh, it's way easier to be a bike rider. It's just uh, you know ride your bike, eat well, sleep well. But here's like it's proper proper hard because the balance is really fine of doing like too much or too little you know like it's really hard mm -hmm. to to find that balance uh but i'm i'm starting to get a master of it i think <laughs> all right so in in many sports we've seen athletes come back from injuries like this actually better and a lot of times it's because athletes have to go and kind of discover new things about their body maybe they find new ways to recruit more muscle fibers in their motion or activity that they do and a lot of times it's just a change and shift in mindset often you know great athletes like yourself are their own toughest critics and when you take a step outside of what you do every single day and you're forced to really take a look at who you were at your peak you really start to appreciate it mm. and I think it would be interesting to, because it sounds like, it sounds like you're somebody who said, okay, you know what? I'm injured right now, but this is my biggest challenge right now. This is like racing the Tour de France. I'm going to do mm. every single thing I can to come out of this better than I was before I left. Yeah. So has your mentality changed at all from the time you were injured until now? Yeah, it has. I have the mentality, like you're saying, like, I want to get back. I want to get back better and stronger. Luckily, I'm not so old yet. I'm only only 30, so I think I still have a young enough body to heal well. Um, you can't really compare, but you can see Evan Apool. He had a bad crash in Lombardia. Yeah. He came back, and he's like one of the best riders now in the world. He had so. a lot of complications as well. Yeah, so I don't know if you can say about Say this, but he's kind of like a role model to me, you know, because he 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 came back stronger. So he's a guy I'm kind of trying to refer myself to. But yeah, doing my hard times, um, and also because I didn't really think about it. But there was this opportunity to maybe you know look into the disability insurance. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, it was nothing that I never thought of until my agents brought it on on the field. Then of course you start to look at it and you're like, shit, could I race my last bike race? You know, mm. and when they told me that, I just started to, I burst into tears. I was not no, I was not ready to stop my career. You know, right. Um, luckily, I don't have to use it for the moment. I think uh, or I know I, I will. I will come back. Like how the things, how the things are going now. I'm I'm, I'm surely gonna come back. But it has, it has been like some really really lows where I'm like, oh. This is it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make it. But uh, I had a really good uh, support from my family. They've been amazing. My wife is is unbelievable. But also, the team has been supporting me like a lot. Um, they gave me the opportunity to, you know, step back to the Conti team to come back in in the right way. They trusted me with the uh, with all the physios, with all the doctors, and and all the help I want. I just have to, you know, make a phone call and, and, and they are there for me. So that means a lot, you know, because if I was just being left there all by myself, I think it would have been really, really hard. I was really happy to see you at this World Tour camp. I yeah. saw you shifted to the Conti team and I, I didn't get a chance to talk to you about it or anything like yeah. that. And when I saw you here, I immediately felt like that was the right thing to do. Yeah. You know, I, I'm so happy to be here because 
you know, I'm I'm a cyclist. I'm a bike rider. And a really good cyclist. Yeah, really thank good you. bike oh, thank rider, you. man. And you know, I've been home the last five months. It's not not normal for me. You right. know, normally I live this no no made life. You know, yeah. packing, living, all random hotels and good food, bad food. You know, stuff stuff like that. Chaos. Um, yeah. And I used to like I, cycling is a lot about um, gossip and you know what's going on in the peloton. And right. I, I I've heard nothing. You know, I like rumors. You know, Silence. I like to get some some insight. You know, but the last five months it's been left out kind of because okay. uh, normally I get it just from my training mates back in Monaco mm-hmm. but since I couldn't train I I didn't see them that much you know and I've been I've been busy so, you know like a normal day for me the last two months would be like wake up 6 6.30 on a good day get Axel ready for school take him there at 8 come back at 9 get dressed train from 9.30 to 2, 12 12.15 quick lunch shower go to my physio at 1.00 Come back at four. Go straight to pick up Axel again at kindergarten. Come back at five. Cook dinner. You know, put him to bed at seven, and then my day is it's over. Yeah. And you know, then that's exhausting in in the long run. So um, to make a, a long story again, like my wife's been pregnant during all this. Uh, oh wow. Period. You know. So of course, when when you're like thirty weeks pregnant, you're not like really mobile either. You know. Right. So uh, I had to do a lot of stuff. Well, she had to do a lot of stuff in the beginning. So we we kind of took our turns. Um, so it's uh, it's kind of nice just to be here in training camp to just do my thing, yeah. relax, train, get physio, get the get some rehab done, and just uh, take a nap if there's time for that. You know, it's, it's, right. that, that, that's pretty good. What is it? What is it? Was it a bit of a reminder of like really who you are? You know, even though you switched down to the continental team, it's like. You're here with all the top dogs. You're yeah. here. You're a part of the team. Yeah. Did Did that feel good? Yeah. The best part is like I feel like, you know, no one forgot about me. Like if I just fit right in again. It's not like I have to, you know, sit by by myself or uh, you know be shy and all this. Like people have been really, I have some really good teammates. I have really good some really good friends here. And uh, yeah. Well, I I think the organization looks at you as as very much a leader. You are a leader. The way you carry yourself, that energy, yeah, and, and it could be like I've something I'm 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 working on definitely. Uh, I think like now I have quite a lot of of experience. I think maybe I'm the sixth or seventh oldest in the team, mm-hmm. so I'm 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 getting quite old, unfortunately. Um, but it's, it, it's a nice role, you know. Like I, but especially for myself, because I I know my body now so 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 good that I, I don't make the same mistakes that I used to do, like when I was 25. Right. I think I will, as also I think why I'll come back stronger, I I know a lot more now uh, and also have the knowledge from, from the team around me to to help, to to guide me the last, the last bit, you know. So you've had a lot of time, well, you haven't, it sounds like you've been pretty busy, but after, uh, af- after 7 p.m. rolls around and, and you're laying there, you, you've had a lot of time to think about what you want to do in the future have you have you built up any big dreams about what a perfect comeback would look like for you any races you want to win any things you really want to accomplish <sighs> not really i i um i think it's because i've been so i've had so many lows and uh people are asking me already now hey, Michael, when do you come back when do you start racing again i was like i don't know i wish i could say like i'll race first of february you know but i don't think so um, because I just don't know how long it takes to build shape. 
basically I didn't do any endurance for four months. Mm-hmm. Just started training a month ago. Uh, and of course you start out slow and my my shape is really shit, but it's going fast, but I don't know how it how long it takes to be like, you know, a proper shape to be racing a bike race. I hope I can be racing in, in May. Um at a really good level. That's what I, I think. I think now I'm still training less than what I can, but not what I should. I think I'm we have a good program uh, playing with the with the doctors, you know. I think for me now less is more on the on the on the road, but then the more the better in the in the gym kind of stuff to build back my my muscle. But I lost a lot of muscle in the legs, uh, in in the in the left leg, obviously, and just to build the uh, build that uh, so I don't compensate too much when I'm on the bike to you know prevent getting an injury on the right side because I'm compensating too much and stuff like that. So we have a good plan. Um, yeah, obviously when I'm on the country team now, I can't race any world tour races the the next year. Uh, so. I think uh, 2024 will be uh, the year I have to be thinking about, you know, some big goals because I I want to win world tour races, you know, and mm-hmm. eventually I want to win the station the tour. That's like my my dream. So that would be the best comeback I think to win the station the tour in 2024. Maybe even um, yeah, I don't know the stages how they looks like, but I think you know in 2024 we finished the last stage with the TT from Monaco to to Nice. And I think you know, the day before we should finish around around Nice, so that could be nice to do a good result there because it's kind of like my my home soil now. I've been living in Monaco for six and a half years now. Right. Yeah. Well, we we definitely want to see you achieve those those dreams and live those dreams. And it's moments like these where you you really kind of make them a reality. You're doing all the work right now to actually make those part of your future. So don't ever think that you don't deserve them <laughs> when you get back to the top because you definitely do. But I have a question for you. After going through this, would there is there any advice that you would give to somebody who's maybe facing an injury that could end their their time in sport or doing something that they really love to do? Yeah. It sounds a bit cliche maybe, but I think patience is key, you know, and then just keep keep believing. Um, if you start to lose faith, then the days are really long and hard, you know. Um, and then don't overdo things, you know. When you can do something because you're doing well, then do them, do it eighty percent, not one hundred and twenty, in the f- first uh, first part of your rehab. Because um, I had a lot of, you know, two step forward, one step, one and a half step back, because I I think I did. A bit too much. I got carried away. I think that's just the type of rider I am. I, I like to train a lot. I like to do my best in every 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 training. So in in these moments when you can finally you know start to to cycle again, you're like, oh sh- yeah, I'm gonna do three hours now. But you probably should start with one. You know what I mean? Right. Um. So patience. Patience is like uh, really really good to have. Um. But it's so hard. Uh, and then I just say have a have a good uh, team around you to to guide you, uh, especially when you're going through like hard times. It's better to ask one time too much than one time too little, uh, because yeah, that's that's the reason why there are people calling uh, are called experts, you know, because they they know about these things. You might have an idea how how you think things should be going, but maybe that's not reality, you know. So. 
reach out when you are when you're in doubt uh yeah awesome well i think that was very helpful michael i know you're busy thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show today we we really appreciate it you're and welcome from the bottom of my heart man i really want to see you back at the top and i think there's a lot of people that share the same feelings as me so we're rooting for you man thanks Zach. thank you very much thank you Thank you.